Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. This is Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only, and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information in this show should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Also, new businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, FLPs, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, including lawsuits, guardianships, probate, real estate, breach of contract, and personal injury. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com to learn about virtual jury trials in Bear County, Texas. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, for failing to do your will. Please help Anita Carreno, Tracy Callow, and me give good information to the listeners about health insurance and wellness and essential oils today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we're going to be talking about health insurance and wellness and essential oils. And so first I'd like to introduce our guests, Anita Correno. How are you? I'm doing good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Mexico, um, but was raised in North Carolina. Uh, and I just moved here to San Antonio in 2017, and here I am. <laughs> and you know a lot about health insurance. How did you get interested in that field? 
the reason why is about um, 11 years ago, I actually had kidney cancer, and I actually found myself uh, questioning health insurance itself. And so to me, so um, it came out to be something that um, once I got here, I started off with a um, company that did um, insurance, car insurance. But there was something in there that uh, I was missing, and I was just like, this is what I want to do is help out people, but I just need to find something where I can do it, and it's not, you know, it's not going to be something that, um, that I can stop myself from doing what I love to do, and that's helping people. And so you can answer a whole host of questions about what life or what health insurance is and, and how the different parts of it and different sections, uh, policies that people have questions with. Yes, definitely. I can actually go in there and kind of break it down. Uh, a lot of companies, uh, they, they don't even tell you that they have, you know, a cap of how much you can use on health insurance. They could be a million dollars, but yet they don't break it out to you until it's, it's too late. So it's just the little things that, you know, most customers, they just pay attention to what's in it, like little things, but they don't pay attention to what's the big things. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be in the hospital for, you know, six months, God forbid, uh, you're going to be, you know, using all that money. How did you receive your education and training for that? So my my company, uh, they usually do the um, certifications itself. But for me itself, I went online. I actually educated myself and kind of went and did a lot of research on what words mean because English is not my, my first language. So I had to kind of go in there and kind of, find the definitions of every like words that I cannot understand because I mean let's um that's really valuable because I was uh at a restaurant last night and we had to argue about uh whether the the green sauce was going to be actually green because <laughs> it's it's green chili but it wasn't green and so the server was was confused and I said, they don't even know what they're serving here. <laughs> yes. So and that's one of the main things that you got to pay attention and be like, a lot of people, like I said, they focus on the little stuff, but they don't focus on the big stuff. So to me, the big stuff is what matters the most. The little things on the other hand, it'll be like, that's not going to break you, but something big, it is going to break you. Um, that's, you know, to me, it's so important that people understand that. How do you think or what have you learned from year 2020 uh, that you will help advise your customers in, in year 2021? Specifically, what what happened to you and your business uh, in regards to the pandemic, and what did you learn from that? Or what did your customers learn? Well, a lot of them, uh, they learned a lot of things. One was that, um, you know, they were not prepared. Uh, you know, we usually don't prepare ahead for what's going to be next. And a lot of them, they have to cancel their insurance because they didn't have, uh, you know, the proper uh, funds to actually keep going, even though that they were going to be out of work or something. And a lot of businesses, they actually cancel uh, not just their health insurance, but also their companies. So to me, it was just heartbreaking to know that every time that I receive a call, it was mostly to, you know, maybe a group that they were like, yeah, we cannot afford the insurance uh, right now, and we're finding ourselves, uh, you know, trying to uh, close down while we get through this. Mm -hmm. So it it was heartbreaking to me. Yeah, I bet. 
Okay, well, on a more positive note, um, what are you really excited about besides work? Uh, <laughs> what do you do for fun? <laughs> I work really long hours, so I'm not going to say that I'm over there. You know, I love hiking. I love fishing, anything that has to do with the outside world. Uh, but unfortunately, I work so much that I never put the time and effort to actually do it. So, <laughs> yes. Ever since I got here to San Antonio, it'll be like, uh, is it my jail or what is it? <laughs> because besides uh, helping customers, you also help other health insurance agents, right? Yes. I hope uh, anybody that comes up to me and, uh, you know, has questions, anything like that, like I said, I, I try to do my best on everything, whether it's with my company, agents that want my help. I, I truly help them from my heart or even, you know, outside people that are trying to get in the business but they don't know what to do. I help them down that line. Well, th welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Uh, Tracy, I'm going to ask you some of the same questions, um, but then we're going to have to go to a break, so we'll come back and, and learn more. Uh, how did how, you tell us who you are and, and give us some of your background? Well, let's see. Um, I'm a, I was a graphic designer for 25 years, and I had an amazing health experience uh, with a problem I'd been dealing with by using essential oils, and I just I said, you know, I really want to learn more and being in the graphic design industry, it was, you know, somewhat negative feedback a lot of times and that kind of thing. And when you're helping people and you're helping them feel better, I get so much positive feedback. Um, it really kind of propelled me to just tell others about the same kinds of experiences I had with, you know, feeling better from just supporting your body, supporting your system. Okay, so stay tuned. We're going to talk with Tracy more about her background and where she's from. Um, but just reminding you, you're listening to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And if you miss the first part of the show or the last part of the show, you can always pick it up by listening on Apple Podcasts or on TalkLawRadio.com. Stay tuned. moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're talking with Anita Correno and Tracy Gallo, Callow. Um, and Tracy uh, is going to tell us about essential oils and wellness. Uh, but first, Tracy, tell us where you're from. Well, <laughs> I'm from Texas originally. I've lived a lot of other places. Um, I've been back in the area for three years. Um, 
uh, I've moved so many places <laughs> instead of going through the list. Uh, I've spent most of my years in Texas, so off and on. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So tell us about uh, how much time and effort you put into learning about essential oils. I, I think that there's different companies that, that mm-hmm. sell those products. So how did you learn about it? Well, so the company I work for um, very much promotes education and science and um, is ongoing learning. There's tons of education out there. Um, I also got the essential oil um, specialist certification. That was another thing the company offered, and there were there was a lot of science in there. It was, uh, you know, a lot of things to learn that I didn't know about the chemistry of essential oils and how it interacts with our bodies. But it also helps you to make safe recommendations and to make sense of why it works mm-hmm. um, in, you know, different ways that you can use it and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, good to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, besides work, what are you excited about? I'm very much someone who likes to spend time outdoors. I, six days a week I'm out hiking, walking, doing something, um, do a lot of gardening, um, I like uh, cycling and uh, just anything outdoors, really. <laughs> you know, after this show, there's a gardening show. Oh, <laughs> nice. So you might start listening to that. Yes. What did you learn from year 2020 and the pandemic? I learned that people put off wellness until it becomes an emergency. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of people... They were happy with going along with status quo until there was a, um, you know, a real need. And suddenly, I mean, business was really good for me because people were really worried about supporting their bodies so that they could um, just do well. And in mood, too. It wasn't just like, you know, they were wanting to support their immunity. They wanted to support mood. People were in new situations, Mm -hmm. stressed out, not able to go out and and interact with people and be social that kind of thing so okay well uh let's switch to business now mm-hmm. since uh i started with you tracy <laughs> i'll just keep going so tell us about the business that you're promoting um so i work with doTERRA essential oils and they're the largest essential oil company in the world they grow in over 46 countries um essential oils are um, well, like I said, they're very big into promoting the science in that. But um, essential oils come from, like, citrus rinds, for instance, or seeds, bark, um, the roots, things like that. Uh, and their steam um, dis- so distilled. I'm so glad you said that yeah. because I'll have a joke after the break <laughs> okay. that plays into that. Okay. But they're, they're steam distilled, and they... Um, they interact with our bodies. It's kind of like the, the plant's natural defenses against things. It's a way that it attracts pollinators. It's a way that it, it you know, keeps predatory mm-hmm. um, predatory things away from it as well. But it also helps us, and they've been used since ancient times. Mm-hmm. So they've uh, been used in some capacity for a very, very long time. It's not a new thing at all. Okay. What, what do you think makes you successful in your business? Um, really wanting to see people feel better and caring about the outcome. Um, people grapple with so many different um, ways that they need their body to support um, 
support their system. And I should say that is that's the thing about essential oils is that they are there to kind of help your body do what it's supposed to be doing in the first place. And so sometimes our bodies, for whatever outside factor, um, or maybe heredity or whatever, it's not wanting to behave in the way it should. And essential oils help with that. So I like to help people um, experience that that wellness that they should be having in the first place. Awesome. Well, I'm going to switch over to Anita now and uh, ask you a little bit about your business. Anita, what do you think has made you successful? Honesty, transparency. Uh, I don't try the sugar-coat stuff. It'll be like, you know, this, you know, kind of explaining the customer exactly what they're signing up for. I don't try to, you know, be over there trying to, you know, just get them for for the sale, whether it's with me, whether it's with somebody else. It'll be like, this is what you're going to expect. And I try to be as clear as water with them so that way they can understand it. And that has gotten me uh, referrals. That has gotten me, you know, people, you know, recommending um, for for them just to come in and talk to me about it. So that right there is kind of like a little like a little tree has different branches. As mm-hmm. long as I do the right thing about the customers, they're going to come in and kind of feed me at the same time. So that's that's how I made it. Okay. Yes. Good. I know that some of my listeners out there are wondering uh, what this has to do with the law. They're, they're always expecting the law. They, they're like me. They want to know what the law is on this. Stay, hang in there. It's coming. <laughs> I'm going to get to it. Um, but first, Anita, I wanted to. One of the most common questions that that I hear about health insurance is, what's the difference between an HMO and a PPO? So HMO is a little bit more restricted when it comes down to what doctors, and you always need a referral to go see your specialist. It doesn't matter where you go. Uh, at least, and there's um, like, let's say that you sign up for a PPO plan, but a lot of times. They forget to tell you that even though it's a PPO here in Texas, it doesn't mean that it's going to travel with you and go with you wherever you go. So if you step step out of the state, guess what? You're going to be on your own. So HMO is even more restricted because by then, you know, <laughs> uh, you have to prove that it was a true emergency if you ever get hurt. Um, uh, some um, some insurance companies, they have it where, you know, you step out of the county, just the county itself and you're without coverage. But they don't tell you that whenever you're buying your coverage itself. So, you know, just little things like that that people need to pay attention to. But that's that's the difference between one and the other. Uh, HMO is more, um, it's more restricted than the PPO, but even the PPOs, you have to be careful uh, what kind of plans you sign up for. So we should always ask, what is the coverage area? Yes. And especially, like, if you have a um, health insurance and, you know, you call your health insurance company and be like, hey, can I go to MD Anderson? And if the answer is no, guess what? God forbid you ever get diagnosed with cancer or maybe one of your kids knocking on wood. Um, you know, I never want anybody to go to that situation. But a lot of times it'll be like it's a kind of like a life and death situation where you're expecting you were paying for so many years uh, for health insurance. You're thinking, oh, I can take my baby there. And guess what? Sometimes they come up with that answer. No, you cannot. You cannot come here because, you know, even the government, they're so laid back on those plans that to me is kind of, you know, 
it's so important that people understand that you always have to ask, at least for the major hospitals, to be in network with your health insurance. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But most people expect to go to the, the experts and, and that their insurance will just cover it. No, it, it never works like that. So definitely, definitely will be one of the things that you that you have to ask your insurance company. And more more than likely your agent, the one they're signing you up, because uh, if that, that agent cannot tell you that, then uh, you have some serious problems. Okay, so I'm going to talk to the listeners a, a little bit about the Affordable Care Act. We can't talk about health insurance without talking about the Affordable Care Act, that's like the elephant in the room. Everybody knows it was in the news ever since 2010. That's when uh, the Congress and the President Obama passed the uh, Affordable Care Act. And since then, there was a, a court case in 2012 uh, known as National Federation of Independent Business versus Sibelius, uh, Sibelius was the uh, head of Health and Human Services at that time. That's why she was named as the defendant of that lawsuit. And uh, after that, um, in 2017, uh, President Trump and the Congress passed the, the Jobs Act that dropped the um, – the tax. So the, the tax is essentially zero if you choose not to uh, get health insurance. Um, and even since then, there was a lawsuit filed by the state of Texas and, and other states uh, against the federal government and health and human services to, um, to say that the Affordable Care Act was unconstitutional. Um, so that lawsuit has not been decided yet by the Supreme Court. There was an oral argument in uh, earlier this year, or last, late last year in November. Um, so we're still waiting on that decision. Okay, so there's some law, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, there's been some changes, but still basically the same. Um, Tracy, I want to ask you something. Does an apple a day really keep the doctor away? <laughs> the reason I ask is because there was an official study by scientists and academic types, um, and they, the, the study found that uh, the, the saying even goes back to 1913 when people used to say, eat an apple on going to bed and you'll keep the doctor from earning his bread. <laughs> um, so anyway you don't have to tell me what you think there well is it a GMO apple or is it <laughs> does that matter to you uh, it would matter to me yes <laughs> okay organic yes if it were an organic apple that may actually help <laughs> you don't you don't like the pesticides no and that's a big part of why I also do what I do with the testing to make sure everything does you know is completely free of contaminants um, okay well tell us about how they do that well um they, so the doTERRA uses um, independent third-party testing, and then they use after that on each batch, and, and then after that they use in-house testing. 
Mm-hmm. So they perform many tests, at least um, seven to nine different tests, depending on the type of oils uh, in the independent testing. Um to make sure there are no contaminants, there's no fillers, because a lot of essential oils, they can be labeled pure or therapeutic. Um, that isn't regulated, and so it doesn't mean anything. In fact, a lot of times there are companies out there, people will just randomly send an unlabeled bottle, say, please test this. What it says on the bottle that they originally uh, bought is not what's in the bottle. I mean, you can buy something off the shelf at the store and it'll say lavender, and it's not. If you're lucky, it's lavender, or maybe it's got a little bit of lavender but a whole bunch of other fillers, or it may have some heavy metals. And when a drop is a use, mm-hmm. that heavy metal is kind of like a wrecking ball in your system. You wouldn't want mm-hmm. that. So you want to make sure that it's therapeutically appropriate. Every bottle is, you know, the same mm-hmm. and doesn't have contaminants and pesticides. Yeah, so some of the big box stores sell what they call (laughs) essential oils Uh, but you have to think about where it's coming from yes for sure and if it maybe it costs less because they're they're not doing the testing right and it doesn't contain a a full concentration of what doTERRA would use right okay well we're going to take a break and when we come back i'll tell a joke (laughs) and then we'll get back to learning about the different parts of health insurance and wellness and essential oils. So stay tuned for that. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer with Anita Correno, Tracy Callow, and me, Todd Marquardt, talking about the law, including the Affordable Care Act, and we'll talk about some other federal laws here in a moment. First, I'd like to recap a short history of medicine. Um, Just imagine in in your mind's eye what it was like 2,000 years ago when somebody would go to a healer. The healer might say, here, eat this root, you know, to, to solve whatever health problem you may have. A thousand years later, the healer might say, the root is heathen, say this prayer, and pray to be healed. And we still do that today. I still value that. Um, let's say a few thousand years later, 1850 A.D., uh, maybe the, the healers were saying the, the prayer is superstition, drink this potion. And maybe a thousand years later, uh, they were saying that potion is snake oil, swallow this pill. A few decades after that, let's say 1985, they say this pill is ineffective, take this antibiotic. And let's say in, in 2000s now, they're saying 
the antibiotic is artificial. Eat this root. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's true. Uh, hopefully everybody on uh, listening today isn't going to be offended. <laughs> if you're offended, please email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. In fact, you can email me about all kinds of things, including what would you like to know about? Uh, give me some ideas about what legal questions are, are you are pondering. Okay, let's get back to uh, business here. Uh, Tracy was telling us about the potency of some essential oils. Uh, let's talk a little bit about health insurance. I had another question. There's um, some health insurance doesn't include dental and vision. What's up with that? Well, some of them is more like a luxury. <laughs> uh, if you want them, you can still request that there are some companies that have it. It's just that you're going to have different companies representing you. Um, you have one card for, you know, the, the health insurance. You'll have another one for your prescriptions. You have another one for your dental and then your vision. And unfortunately, you got to carry a big wallet so you can fit <laughs> all of them in there. So, Okay. Yes. That's normal. <laughs> okay. How about... Um, other types of insurance like critical illness, what's that? So critical illness is mostly like uh, for a heart attack, kidney failure, a major organ transplant, anything that has to do with, uh, you know, uh, a lot. Uh, that's uh, kind of like a illness that's going to, you know, sooner or later you're going to end up in the hole. So, <laughs> But doesn't uh, regular health insurance pay for that? So that one is more like a lump sum check that they actually send out to you upon diagnosis. So I cannot talk about, you know, what, what, every, what every single company does. Yeah. But what I do know is that whenever you buy that, it's, it serves as a life insurance policy, too, because if you were to pass away due to an accident or, you know, just pass away due to that illness, that upon diagnosis, it's kind of like a living benefit itself because you can pull out that money upon diagnosis, like a heart attack. Sometimes, you know, uh, it's not going to kill you, but yet, um, you know, you could be out of work, something like that. Then that money comes in to kind of help you get back on your feet. Thank so you. So that's, what, it, that's yeah. what a critical illness protection is. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. thank you for explaining that. Uh, Tracy, I'd like to know about how essentials, essential oils work with aromatherapy. Well, um, it's really the fastest way to get a result with essential oils because when you inhale an essential oil, it goes straight to your brain, essentially, and is able to interact with your cells and have an effect on your cells. So um, people will use that a lot for mood, but it can be used for a number of other things as well. Um, so, but being some uh, kind of condition of the brain, you know, your mood, uh, it, inhaling it is going to be your quickest way. But a lot of people will put it, uh, say they have an essential oil that they want to um, affect you know, their mood or, you know, maybe they're feeling anxious about something or whatever, and they'll put some on their wrists and then they will breathe it in and you're getting the topical benefit because it's absorbing into your bloodstream and um, you're getting the aromatic benefit as well. Okay, don't get scared. I'm going to ask <laughs> you about regulations of the essential oil industry. Um, I, I 
read some things about the the federal laws on uh, regulations. The F- Food and Drug Administration mm-hmm. oversees this industry, and and they look at the intended use and the labeling and that. Can you talk about how you and your company uh, comply with those regulations? Um, as far as I am able to, as far as I know about it, um, the um, the the essential oils, we have some that are able to be used internally um, for certain benefits uh, you would want to use in an essential oil internally. Uh, but those, So like putting a, a drop in a bottle of water. Right. You could Yes, exactly. Um, they will have on the label, it will have supplement facts on the doTERRA bottles, and you, that way you know it's one of the ones that can be used internally because it is... Um, okay, well, yeah. that's important. Yeah. I didn't know that you would have to read the label for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does list it out. It says, you know, to be used this way, this way, and this okay. way. But the quick way, especially if I don't have my glasses on, is to see if there's supplement facts listed on that bottle. Um, at this point, I mean, I know which which ones, but, you know. Yeah, well, I was just thinking if if I were to go to a big box store and buy these oils, I wouldn't really know what to do with them. I right. would, I could just do whatever I wanted and, and suffer the consequences. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't use a big box one internally because they don't have that testing. The testing yeah. that doTERRA does, they publish each batch's testing online. You look at the number on the bottom of your bottle, and then you know exactly what has gone into it with the harvest, with the, the chemical makeup and everything. Well, I wouldn't want to do all the research you did. I was just thinking right. that I would just ask you. Right. <laughs> That's the way to go. I mean, and it's not about, it's important to empower people to be able to look up their own answers. Instead of um, knowing all the answers, you need to know where to find the answers. Mm-hmm. So I use a reference book that has scientific studies, um, referenced as to each recommendation it's making um and so it makes it easier for me to know um the myriad different ways that one essential oil could be used uh so i can guide people but i always encourage people to have a reference and it's yeah. specific to the oils and the potency of the particular oils that i, I use. like that the it comes with a book mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great okay anita another question for you um, let's see. You said something about accidents, and I, I saw these two different terms, but I didn't know if it was the same thing. Is uh, insurance for accidental injury different from accidental disability? Yes. Uh, so accidental disability is, um, you know, you pretty much, you know, you hurt, uh, hurt your back um, due to something that you were doing at work, um, where you know, the accident protection, on the other hand, it, that one, it, it pays directly, sometimes directly to you. Uh, but the main, the main thing that you have to know is, you know, one of them, disability, that one is, you know, is in payments where, oh, I see. yes, with the accidental uh, protection, some of them, I'm not talking about every single company, but some of them, they have, you know, per accident that you have that, they give you the lump sum mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. So, that one is, is really different because the disability, like I said, is monthly payments. However you set it up, however max you set it up, that and they have an elimination period where the accident protector is every time that you have an accident, they just come back and give you that money so you can, um, you know, use it to whatever you need to use it because a lot of times your insurance is not going to cover the minor stuff. 
So an injury doesn't always lead to disability. Right. You, so they, they give you money for your injury, but you might get better. Yes. And disability would be like a, a income replacement. Yeah, kind of. Um, okay. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, great. Uh, we have a couple of minutes before we take another break. Uh, wanted to talk more about essential oils. Uh, what are some common myths that you would like to dispel today? Hmm, common myths. There's actually a lot of myths. <laughs> but essential oils aren't just like a placebo effect. A lot of people, you know, would call them hippie oils and that kind of thing because they don't understand how they work. And I was in that same category for a number of years um, until I really had my own experience with them and it made a difference for me. Um, so I, if you get high quality therapeutically consistent oils, you'll have a, you know, a different result than if you just grab something off of the shelf at mm -hmm. the store or whatever. And that has what I had done for a few years. So I thought, well, they smell nice. Maybe I'll use them for cleaning, but they weren't doing anything mm -hmm. therapeutically. So that makes a big difference. Okay. Well, that's one myth. We can talk about a couple others when we come back from the break. This is Todd Marquardt on Talk Law Radio on 930 AM The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and you can find me on talklawradio.com. If you're interested in learning about the law, there's uh, former episodes there on talklawradio.com that you can listen to. Or Apple Podcasts, you just search for TalkLawRadio.com and you can listen while you drive or while you run or while you're hanging out. We'll be right back. If you recently moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. We're here talking about health insurance and wellness with essential oils. And this is our last segment, so we'll also be talking about legacy. Um, I saw that in New Mexico, they have a whole section in their code about unlicensed health care. Um, so... They have this whole other industry of people where you can uh, get relief from whatever illness or or condition that you're suffering from, but they're not actually physicians. Um, but some of the prohibited things that unlicensed healthcare providers cannot do in New Mexico. Just want to make that clear: this isn't Texas. This is New Mexico. I just found it interesting because Texas doesn't have something uh, quite this similar. Uh, it says they can't perform surgery. They can't set fractures. They can't administer x-ray radiation. They can't uh, prescribe it or dispense uh, drugs or controlled substances. 
uh, and the list goes on and on. It says a complementary and alternative health care practitioner who is not licensed, certified, or registered in New Mexico as a health care practitioner is in violation of the law as long as they don't do any of those prohibited acts. Uh, they define it as the broad domain of complementary and alternative healing methods and treatments, including uh, naturopathic medicine um, and aromatherapy, um, energetic healing, folk practices, uh, healing practices u- using food, dietary supplements, healing touch, meditation, mind body healing practices. I just thought it was interesting. Also want to mention that uh, something that uh, estate planning attorneys and other attorneys uh, frequently neglect is the the HIPAA authorization and release. That's where you can name someone you trust to receive health and medical information from your doctors and hospitals in case um, something bad happens to you. So this is like a permission slip for the physician and healthcare provider that lets them know that they're allowed to talk to your family members or friends about how you're doing. So ask your attorney about that so that uh, your family and friends aren't left in the dark. Okay, so since this is the legacy segment, I'd like to ask you about your legacy. Um, I've, I've talked to the listeners about things that I would like my children to learn, things that I would like my children to have, and lessons that I've learned and, and uh, family heirlooms that I've received. So, Anita, can you tell us something about your legacy? So the only thing that I want my kids to, um, and I got four, so <laughs> three girls, one boy, uh, the only thing that I want them to kind of understand is that you got to work hard for what you want. And um, basically, um, you know, they they just need to kind of value what they have in this country. Um, most countries, they don't have what they have here. So to me, it's, uh, you know, it's something that they need to value more. Um, and, you know, <laughs> just work hard for what you want. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing that. Tracy, how would you describe your legacy? Well, um, I think passing down knowledge, the way, really the way things had been up until more modern times, um, passing down knowledge to your kids, um, especially for me, that they can take care of their own wellness to a certain extent. Just be in tune with your body. Don't, um, you know, if something's hurting, there's probably a reason, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Don't ignore the signs a lot of people wait until something is critical before they before they will do something about it and there are a lot of things they can do for themselves if they're just paying attention so um i think a little of that goes a long way i do also like to you know teach my kids about things in the natural outdoors birds and different things mm-hmm. like that too that was something as my grandfather was a game warden in this area and that kind of thing he had a lot of that knowledge and he um Actually, both of my grandfathers taught me a lot about that, passed that down, and I, it's just a thing that I 
think is a good legacy. Yeah, that's awesome. You you have the heart of a teacher, though. <laughs> you te- you're a homeschool teacher, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> so that's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of thing that I really like to teach. You can teach math related to science and things like that, uh, and the natural outdoors. I mean, you can tie all these things in together, and it doesn't have to be just straight textbook, you know, learning. Yeah, so I think that's valuable for kids. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole pandemic made it so that they couldn't go to school. They couldn't go on field trips. They're just looking at the screen all day. Mm. And uh, I, I worry about what our lives are going to be like when these kids are <laughs> released into the world. And, and having to take care of us. Right, and we're older, and we're like, why are they doing this? Send us to a nursing home. Why are they still looking at that computer? Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I worry that um, we're going to have to go to the zoo to see white-tailed deer. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that your grandfather passed uh, passed down those uh, lessons as a game warden. Mm-hmm. Anita, will you share your story about um, why you think it would be valuable for your kids to work in the field? Uh, Because as a kid, whenever I first got here in the U.S., I usually, um, over the summer and even on weekends, uh, my dad, uh, we were a family of 14, so, um, of course, we we didn't have the funds or anything like that, so he put us to work. Uh, So every weekend... um, Saturday and Sunday, um, in the summer itself, um, we would go to go work and pick up crops. And so, <clears throat> to me, my kids, they don't know what that is. <laughs> so I need to kind of take them on the summer and just get them to, you know, do the same thing that I used to go through so they, that way they can value life, they can value what they have, you know. Not that I'm talking better about my kids because they're amazing. Uh, I'm truly think that I was blessed with them but at the same time I'm kind of like they're just getting adjusted to the type of living that they have they um you know a lot of our kids they they forget about the values uh they forget about how how it is to earn your bread uh you know because we're there giving them everything that they want so they're not challenging themselves to actually go out there and go work I'm not criticizing my parents because they did an amazing job to what they they could do for me but at the same time it'll be like you know you gotta, you gotta know what you can um, expect from your kids, um, and if you don't ha- hold them accountable, then they don't know what to do with themselves either. Whenever you throw them out there in the real life. Thank you for sharing that. Those are some valuable lessons. Uh, one of the lessons I learned about hard work was when I worked on a roof in the summer, just uh, tearing off shingles. I learned how hot it is <laughs> in southern New Mexico on roofs, and I learned that I didn't want to work that way, so I started uh, thinking of office jobs that I could have. <laughs> and AC. <laughs> right, air conditioning. Um, Tracy, anything else, any other lessons that you learned or that you'd like to pass down? Actually, one thing I I did want to point out, we were talking about myths before, and I I remembered um, a lot of people don't realize that essential oils can be used alongside other medications. It's important to have someone knowledgeable to guide you so that you, if there's any interactions between, there's Mm -hmm. a few essential oils, like say one that 
could slightly thin your blood. If you're in a blood thinner, you wouldn't want to take, you know, right. that particular oil. But there are other options of oils to use for that same health concern. Mm-hmm. So um, that it's not like an either-or kind of thing. And people need to know that it's you can integrate. And you could probably talk to your doctor about that, too. Yeah. And some are knowledgeable on that and some are not. So, you know, there's more education happening in that direction. Good, good. Can you say... Um, Something specifically that has helped you, like was it uh, orange oil or lavender? What what do some of these things help with? Well, okay, orange, for instance, uh, can be used when you're having low mood. It can be used um, to help with uh, your immunity, you know, support your immune system. People will use it as a cleaner, in fact, um, mixed with water, actually. Um, you can. Yeah, you it. know, on the garden show, I learned that you can use orange oil to kill mm-hmm. ants. Yes, actually, um, yeah, they're using a different concentration of it, but they, right. yes, I use it as well on my, in my garden. Um, not, not the doTERRA one. I use the, the cheaper right. garden one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not the one that's therapeutically superior. So. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, there are, I, we use neem oil and that kind of thing in the garden as well. So, yeah, we, we use some version of oils in, as well for that. And I think that I've heard that lavender will help you relax and go to sleep. Is that? Yes, it's a very good one for that. Um, people will use that when they're feeling stressed or when they aren't able to fall asleep easily. Um, it's great if you have skin concerns, um, if you have like minor cuts and burns and things like that, you can, you can use that to support your, uh, your body to take over and, um, how about sunburn? Yeah. That's another minor burn that (laughs) used it last week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we were, we were talking about that before we came on the show because it's going to be that season. Yes. Okay. So is there any other oil that would be good for sunburn or is that the one that's really recommended? Frankincense is another good one. Um, Rose, but rose is also the most expensive oil. So I would go with lavender. Speaking of, uh, Stuff that was used 2,000 years ago, frankincense. Mm-hmm, That's exactly. one of the and myrrh. gifts that the mm-hmm. wise men brought to Jesus. Yes, we have myrrh essential oil as well. I mean, those are great oils, so, yeah. At, we're about to end the show, but I wanted to say something about um, taking care of our bodies because our body is God's temple, and health and wellness is taking care of our bodies so i think it's important to do because god loves you and god loves all of us and so i i thought of a a bible verse that everybody probably knows john three sixteen, for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life that's it for today learning about health insurance and wellness with essential oils. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Hope you had fun. Yes. You have 40 seconds. Is there anything else that I forgot to ask? Hmm. Not on my side. Okay. (laughs) Good. I think we covered Well, if you want to uh, contact Anita or Tracy, I forgot to give out their phone number. But I'll put it in the show notes in case you have questions about health insurance 
Anita said you don't have to necessarily buy from her. She'll just ask you a bunch of questions to help you understand your policy. Uh, So look in the show notes. We'll see you next time.